Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is June 12th, 2022. That's right, I'm back at it again. Uh, this is a double header. I figured I'd go ahead and just do the little bonus uh, leftovers just right now. Uh, just follow it up. So, let's just get into it. Duh. I <laughs> uh, got this from AP News. Over 50 fear dead in Nigeria church attack, officials say. So, these gunmen just opened fire. They also detonated explosives at this Catholic church in southwestern Nigeria. I believe the church is called Owo Church, or that might have been the area. But it's undetermined as to the motive, who did it, like why. There have been some, I saw like a little bit of a, when I did a quick update, that there were some suspicions, but it hasn't been ruled as concrete. I have a quote here. Our hearts are heavy. Ando Governor Ratmi Akiridolu tweeted Sunday, our peace and tranquility have been attacked by by the enemies of the people. So it is seemingly believed that this is like an outside attack. Uh, but once again, there hasn't been any like concrete details as to who has done it. Uh, the Pope has also responded. Uh, the Pope has learned of the attack on the church in Andu, Nigeria, and the deaths of dozens of worshippers, many children, during the celebration of Pentecost. While the details are being clarified... Pope Francis prays for the victims of the country, or for the prays for the victims in the country, painfully affected at a time of celebration, and entrusts them both to the Lord, so that He may send His Spirit to console them. So, once again, not too many details, but hopefully I can kind of get more updates. Uh, here's another quote to kind of close it out. In the history of Owo, we have never experienced such an ugly incident. And that's from a uh, lawmaker, Oluwoli. Uh, this is too much. So, very sad. Um, hopefully we can get you some updates for sure. Um, in, what is this, NBC News. I always mention it's Peacock in case I get it wrong. I'm pretty sure it is NBC. <laughs> Figure skating minimum age raised to 17 in historic decision ahead of 2026 Olympics. Uh, Gradually increasing the age limit from 15 to 17 is necessary for the sake of protecting the physical and mental health and emotional well-being of skaters, officials said. Excuse me. Um, So this is uh, kind of an update. From the Camilla Valieva situation, she had tested positive for banned substances in the Beijing Winter Olympics. She was 15 at the time. That was definitely a very, you know, crazy situation. Just because, I mean, obviously this is a young girl. Clearly she's just here to compete and do her best. Um, She was a Russian uh, athlete. And they have had a history of doping and all this kind of stuff, even though like that's obviously something that's gotten them banned from the Olympics. 
They have like an association that allows them to play like and compete. This situation definitely rocked the boat. So she was really rattled. It was really sad. Also, this jammed up other things for like other uh, other um, people who are competing and you know meddled. Like essentially, they weren't able to have a podium moment because of the situation. So this is a big fallout. So I, for one, think it's good that they are doing this. Though I guess there has been a little bit of uh, pushback. Uh, other countries, you know, kind of saying like, "Hey, like." This is definitely a shame because, you know, you have such a small time, small window to compete. And now it's been pushed to 18 or not 18, I'm sorry, 17. So it's like, you know, kind of shortening the window that you can actually perform and be great and do great. Also, um, let's see, I think, yeah, Russian figure skating coach Tatiana Tarasova suggested the rule change was aimed squarely at her country. They see that there is a large number of girls and boys in our country, and they want to block them from competing. Uh, She said that to Russia's Match TV. Uh, The Israeli delegate, delegate to the Congress supporting a failed amendment to the proposal argued that the rule change would have would have a disproportionate impact on smaller nations with fewer skaters. Uh, The account that I really did like to this uh, was from Eric Radford, and he said that the vast majority of skaters were in favor of the change. Uh, This is a quote. The life of an athlete is short and intense. Their experience in this short phase sets the platform for the rest of their lives. Physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Um, While I hear concerns of nations about the immediate difficulty that they might face with this proposal being passed, is a medal really worth the life of a young athlete? So I really like that quote. I think that really does sum it up. I think that I agree. It's not worth it. Like, sure, all this national, like, nationality shit and, like, rah, rah, yeah, we did well. Yeah, you're a great competitor. And, like, also, like, obviously the rewards of that, you know, I remember, like, seeing Michael Phelps and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you don't just get on the Subway commercial for nothing. So, naturally, there's a lot at stake. But it's better to have your childhood. It's better to be a kid and, and live a life. And also still having the chance to compete. You know, 17 is still very young, so you still have a great opportunity to perform, I I would say. Another update we have here uh, from the Yahoo News uh, via The Independent. Kansas woman who led all-female ISIS brigade pleads guilty to federal terrorism charges. So this is an update from the Allison Fuke Ekrin um, situation. Uh, she's 42 years old. She and her husband were had moved. This is her second husband, I believe, and also her children. They moved to Egypt, and they were training. Um, over a hundred women and young girls received military training from Fuki uh, Ekrin in Syria on behalf of ISIS, and that was uh, what the federal prosecutors had uh, wrote in court filings. So she has pled guilty. Uh, her sentencing will be in October. 
Uh, so I just wanted to really kind of just, you know, put that out there and check that. want to make sure we didn't miss that. Um, it also said that she uh, broke down during the hearing at the mention of her children. So that's kind of a bummer, but definitely this is a situation where they definitely have her just kind of dead rights. Uh, so, you know, it would have been better had she not done that. I don't, I don't really know what else to add there, but, um, you know, we'll keep you posted come the date, hopefully. If I don't forget, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfect person. <laughs> All right, moving on. Got this from BBC Sport. That sounds like a cool deodorant. Uh, PGA Tour suspends members for playing at Live Golf Event. So I learned about this at the top of the week or like middle of the week, whatever. But essentially, I guess this has been formed by like a Saudi Saudi uh, conglomerate of sorts. And it's a thing that they call sports washing, or at least that's kind of what the event has been accused of. But essentially, it's these like these government organizations like by like the royalty or what have you that have set up these events and put up a ton of money. They've even poached a, I think about 17 players from the PGA. And essentially, they put up this money for this really cool event. And everyone's like, oh, wow, this is dope, cool, awesome. But it has been made off of the backs of people who have, like, you know, funded killings of journalists, killings of people, suppressions of people, all this kind of yada yada, blah, blah, gross stuff. So it's not exactly looked at as a wholesome thing. Also, I guess it's a breach of, like, the PGA, like, setup. Like, you're not allowed to, like, I guess, moonlight in this other tournament or do other things. Even though uh, some of the people have kind of said, hey, well, we're doing this. And we're, we took the money and we're doing the tour to kind of promote golf. And they do more for golf and, like, expand the platforming range of it. So, obviously, it's a bit of hot water here. You know, I, I mean... It, it's a lot of money. It said that I think, uh, what is it, Phil Nickel- Mickelson, who is like the biggest name. I think he's like, he took it for like $250 million. So, I mean, it's a lot of money. It definitely seems like it's worth it for some of the people to even just take the loss. And some people have kind of like said, hey, yeah, I, I what is it? Yeah, Graham, Grammy McDowell said he resigned from the PGA Tour 30 minutes before he teed up. So, you know, he's bummed. I got a quote. I can just use it. It was a difficult decision, but it puts me into a less... Lit- oh, gosh, let me, let me try. Um, <laughs> let me try. Litigious, litigious situation, he said. I don't want to resign. I didn't want to resign. The PGA Tour has been great. This is about wanting to add... On additional tournaments to my golf career. But AKA, I mean, it's the money. <laughs> the money's good. So the suspension, like I said, affects 17 players. Um, let's see. Yeah, six, $1.6 billion of funding from the Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. So that's kind of where, like, the source of this is, like, the juice of this is coming from. Um, and that's where a lot of, like, the hot water is coming from. So I really don't know if I'll have too much to add. I thought it was kind of interesting to talk about. I'm not much of a golfer. Also, I wish I had um, the quote, but I heard the soundbite 
um, from the BBC news podcast that they put up. And a guy had asked one of the golfers, he's like, well, would you have competed in like uh, Hitler's golf tournament? And, he, and the guy is just so offended. And he like proceeds to add like other people. I think like he said like Mao Zedong or something like that, like a, a communist tournament in China. And the guy's like, that's not the same thing. That's not what this is at all. Like, like I'm not answering this question. But that is obviously the outrage is these people have done, you know, things that aren't good. They are considered atrocities by others. And you guys just said, hey, for the right price, I'll do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I personally am not judging. <laughs> I have a show corner in my podcast. How the fuck could I? So I get it. The dollar money talks. Money fucking talks. So, you know, at the end of the day, they're going to give this money to somebody to fill the slot. Might as well be you, right? Uh, <laughs> to kind of close out, I have uh, two other bips that I heard, a little bumps I wanted to talk about. It's about a military aircraft crash. Actually, this happened twice. Once uh, that there was five people who were killed. And then I want to say, I think a day after, there was another. Uh, no deaths, but still just interesting news. Um, and I guess the coverage from the one from ABC, uh, it highlights... The son of a former MLB player, Steve Sachs, among five Marines killed in training flight crash. So that was the first incident. And then the second was from the AP and also Yahoo News, where I got it from. Uh, No deaths from second military crash in two days. So I guess the plane that was used is an MV-22 Osprey. And this has been used, you know, even in the Iraq war. So this has been, you know, certified tech. But apparently it's not exactly the best. Um, Apparently, like, it's not exactly known for being good. So, I mean, I don't know what's really come from this. You know, obviously sad to hear five people died in a training incident. That's really sad to hear. Um, also in the article, you can kind of, you know, go through that if you'd like and hear more about what Steve Sachs had to say. It was really sad, you know, heartwarming stuff, but definitely maybe might be time to retire this, this, this airplane, maybe, or this aircraft, if you will. Cause if, if there's already people who are saying like, Hey, this isn't really good, uh, you know, technology to be using, you know, obviously the, the military industrial complex that we have here, the money that we put into our military, we should be able to like have the tip of the, the, the cream of the crop, you know, this should be happening like zero times, I would think. So the fact that it's happened like back to back is definitely not good. I wouldn't say so much like a conspiracy or anything like that, but definitely just like, Hey, this is definitely a lapse maybe in, in judgment in terms of like, maybe this technology, this aircraft is obsolete. So yeah, just wanted to say that, cover that real quick. Um, thanks for tuning in, sticking in for this little bit of a bonus episode, a little leftovers, if you will. Uh, you know the Patreon, you know the Google, you know the socials, you can find me. So um, I'll see you soon for some more good news. Thanks for tuning in. I love you. 
Bye-bye. Mwah.